Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Founder Stories. I'm your host, Ephraim. I'm super excited to bring you this episode with my very dear friend, Omer Glass, CEO of Growspace. We all want to grow in our lives, and one of the best ways to grow is to learn from someone that has been there before. Growspace is an incredible company solving for that, providing B2B mentoring. So if you wanted to learn how to provide feedback better, up your sales game, learn different types of processes, Growspace connects you with a mentor that can help you grow. In our conversation with Omer, we cover so many incredible topics. How using different terminology, like switching out, can it provide feedback? Four, can it provide for you a moment of growth? Lowers our guard to accept feedback better. But not just to accept the feedback, but also to actually implement it and work upon it. We also talk about what it's like building a company now. Omer started his company in late 2019 and has seen tremendous, tremendous amount of growth. Another important thing, how building software should be the last thing you do after you have proven your idea. If you listen to any of our previous episodes, you know how our conversations work. It's a soul-to-soul experience. We learn from other people how we can improve our lives. Now, it's not about comparing our stories, but it's about identifying our experience and their experience so we can learn from them and apply it to our own lives. So, Omer, thank you for this incredible conversation, your honesty, vulnerability, and the willingness to share. I know the impact this conversation has made on my life, and I know the impact it's going to make on the listeners, too. So have a great listen, and please share with a friend who you think can benefit, too. This recording is brought to you by the Goodness and Kindness Foundation. If you're walking down the street, smile to a stranger, do a good deed for someone else, and let's all strive to make our impact in this world to make this world a better place. If your company is looking for mentorship, please make sure to connect with Growspace because it could definitely help you grow. Hey, everyone. I'm super, super excited today to have with us a very, very special. Today, we have a very dear friend of mine and a super awesome guy. Omer Glass. Now, Omer is the founder of a phenomenal company called Growspace, which he's going to talk about and get into. But today is not only about hearing about Growspace, what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish, and the impact they're trying to make and they're going to make in this world. It's also hearing about Omer, his own personal impact, his own personal goals, and how Omer got to who he is, all the lessons he learned along the way. So, Omer, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. I wish people were able to see your smile right now. So if anyone just listening to this on audio, you're missing out this massive, massive smile on his face that literally will warm up and lighten up your heart and your day. So if you're listening, definitely like, imagine that and um, let it warm up your day. So <laughs> we're right before Thanksgiving, right? So right before Thanksgiving, let's just jump into it. Omer, what are you grateful for today? Um... Actually, I'm uh, grateful for uh, our uh, connection. I think that um, I I was. We tried to record uh, one episode, and uh, uh, something didn't come up so well. And there, maybe it's technical. Maybe I wasn't energetic enough. I don't know when, when it was exactly. And then we met in New York, and uh, we had like a yeah a nice dinner. Got like to know each other. Yeah, I think it's about eventually making meaningful connections. And uh, you know, you just invited me to your uh, future wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just future. I'm, not, I'm inviting you as the best man, God willing. You know, God willing, whenever, will whenever it happens, whoever it's going to be with, you're definitely invited, and and as the best man. To make sure, I know Israelis don't necessarily believe in dressing up to weddings or having a tuxedo or a suit, so please get one. <laughs> so grateful for super, super impactful connections. And, you know, a, a lot of what growth space is all about is 
to a certain degree, making meaningful connections between the people that are looking for mentorship and the people that want to be mentored. How important, I guess, let's, let's start off from the beginning, is, is mentorship in, in someone's career, which essentially, you know, growth space is trying to solve for. And how important have mentorship been in your life that helped you grow? That's a great question. But uh, I will claim that, uh, you know, mentorship is a tool to achieve something. So eventually, um, mentoring or coaching or development needs to serve something which is your goal. And your goal will not just having a mentor. Having a mentor is maybe it's nice, but it, 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 it's not meaningful enough. So eventually, it's about your personal or professional growth. And um, in order to achieve a very good personal growth, and I will talk about my experience, I've been to like tons of workshops and saw lectures, etc. But uh, my meaningful professional growth always happened when I worked with someone, with an individual on something specific that I wanted to achieve. So, um, and this basically is what we're doing at GrowSpace, trying to help people to understand what they need, like where their next growth should be. And it can be something soft, like communicate better, receive feedback better, being more DEI sensitive, and be a better leader, communicate a message better to things that are very, very connected to your day-to-day -day at work, no matter where you are. So, you know, building better trust with your customers if you're in sales, customer success, driving your throughput if you're in R&D, like building a better product roadmap, etc. So basically everyone had a growth challenge. So we know how to understand this challenge, match them with the right expert who will help them uh, to grow. So. You, you mentioned something interesting in the beginning about your own, I guess, personal challenges and your own personal growth that was matched. It was only to grow forward when you're matched up with somebody. With somebody. So, so take me through that process of, I guess, your own personal growth and the things that you've worked on personally and professionally. Of course. So I'm currently uh, working with uh, three uh, experts on my personal okay. growth. Uh, one of them uh, is uh, an amazing uh, coach. He's one of the top CEO coaches that you can find. His name is uh, Samuel Merhav, and uh, he's helping me with articulating and uh, improving my leadership skills. So, for example, the vision I stated very clearly was due to uh, basically his support. I'm working with another great mentor, uh, Dan, uh, on my basically HR skill or HR proficiency. He's a great HR expert and uh, we're, we work in the HR space. And so he mentors me around HR. And another one um, is uh, one of our first investors and our chairman of uh, the board. His name is uh, Gil. And he's helping me better to become a better CEO because uh, he sold the company Supersonic to Iron Source. Um, and he scaled an organization, drove revenue, managed the board. So he's basically supporting me with this management. And that's the beauty. Like you always have challenges. Like I have three and uh, I think it's even not enough. I just don't have more time to be matched with more people. But uh, yeah, if you want to grow, it's a great way to grow. So if you needed another mentor or another like, area to focus on, or another more experts to, to match up with, what would you focus on next? Professionally? Or it could be either. 
Okay, so I will choose the, all the three were professionals. So I have, a, I just watched the movie Free Solo and it's like a climbing movie. And actually I was free soloing in Vietnam at the age of like 23. And so, yeah, I would choose this person in Free Solo. His name is uh, Alex, I think. I'm not sure. I think his name is Alex. But he's like, this is crazy. He like climbed like a big wall uh, in Yosemite uh, called El Capitan and uh, with no, like, no, no ropes and stuff. And um, yeah, so I think I would want him to be my climbing man. And then walk me through a process, like, you know, a lot of times in life, always trying to grow as human beings. I mean, I hope we're all trying to grow because, you know, only here for a certain amount of time in order to become the best version of ourselves. But most times we we get placed into, um, we become stagnant, we become complacent. And, you know, life just takes over and we stop trying to grow. We stop trying to become, you know, 1% better every single day. So I'm sure you've probably seen, you know, the science behind it on, on the professional side um, or the data behind it. You know, but what are some types of tips and things that people could do in order to get out of that, sort of get out of that rut to really, you know, try to become the best version and then maybe going ahead and, and, and asking for help or getting the help they need in order to, to, for someone to motivate them to grow, show them how to grow. Yeah. So I think one reason that people are stagnant is because, you know, you, you're not a slave of the circumstances. So no matter where you are, you have a lot of room for growth. And no matter if you work in like, you know, a great corporate, like the corporate wants you usually, if they don't want you, so just, you know, leave the job and find something else. But if you will grow, if you will take more responsibility, if you will, you know, like in your professional life, if you choose something, okay, I want to be, I want to remove 20% of the workload for my direct manager, for example. Your direct manager will, will love that. I want to work on a different project, okay? Like, for example, I worked in management consulting and I was very, very intrigued by people's growth. So I asked my boss, hey, can I be in charge of our people development? And I have these and these ideas. And every time, if you're doing something good, people will say, yeah, sure, go do that. So I think number one is just understanding that you can and give yourself the permission to grow in whatever mm -hmm. you're interested in. Number two, I totally resonate with what you just said. It's very good to have someone. It can be a mentor. It can be a buddy. It can be someone like you who wants to grow and you can like coach each other. And hey, Ephraim, what's your next thing? I just did it for you just one minute before. I challenged you with something, right? So I think it's about, yeah, challenging you. Hey, Homer, where you want to grow? What you want to do? And then why don't you just do that? And I like what you said, the, the first part we mentioned, you said, give yourself the permission because a lot of times we don't give ourselves that permission. And, you know, giving ourselves the permission is almost like allow, having compassion for ourselves in order to allow ourselves to go on this journey, to make the mistakes, to fail, but giving ourselves permission to order to anticipate, to really experience that. And so I like that, Rich. And you said something very important. Give yourself the permission to fail. Because usually we do not try because we're afraid that we're going to fail. Hey, yeah. I ha you have a podcast, but what if no one will listen to this podcast? It will suck, yeah. right? Okay, I, I want to start a startup, but most fail. 
Mm-hmm. But if I will not do that, if I will not try, so just start a, start a, start a podcast and know that it is going to fail. And worst case, best case, it will succeed, but it is going to fail. But try to fail. Try to fail a lot. And I like to quote like Seth Godin here. You know, in order to have one good idea, he says, you need to fail. Like you need to have like 30 bad ideas. Or right. you need to fail 30 times before you succeed just once. Yeah. Or just try yeah. and fail and be rejected. And this is like something super important. I felt so many times. I still do. So talk me, talk me through some of those failures that you, that you went through. Sure. So, for example, before starting Growth Space, um, I worked on a car sharing startup. Mm-hmm. So I basically connected with one of the world's largest like car rental companies. And um, yeah, I basically agreed with them that we are going to launch like a new cool format of car sharing. And uh, so we started, like we had the agreement, etc. We worked on that for like three months. And then this company were, was acquired by another company and they just shot up the product, the, the project. And uh, it was a big failure for me because they started and I like put a lot of effort inside and I, I actually like I sold it to, you know, like uh, we started in like a specific hubs, like universities uh, railway stations, etc., and we had like actual agreements with like universities to put like cars below the university. We have all, we had a great um, financial model. We have we had funding, we had everything, and then bam, nothing out yeah. of work. So this was a failure, but you know, and eventually it turned out well. Like now I'm doing something even better. So before, like, I, I, we have to understand. I want to understand. Before you know, first of all, a how you got in, in, into entrepreneurship, but and also this whole entire growth mindset because no one just most people don't just acquire growth mindset. Growth mindset comes after going through experiences in life, mm-hmm. and from experiences in life, you start acquiring this growth mindset, knowing that you know to improve, to work on ourselves, to become better. So let's take it all the way back from the beginning to a little Omer, you know, the little baby Omer. Where are you from, and what was your upbringing like? So I was born in Israel um, and then uh, my father worked uh, in the Valley. So we moved to Sunnyvale, California and not far from uh, San Francisco. And when I was like four, we spent some time, came back uh, to Israel. And then I basically grew up in Israel, in Tel Aviv and did an uh, army service. This is something that most of us uh, do in Israel. It contributed a lot, I think, to basically what I'm doing today. I was like in uh, um, combat, like special mm-hmm. forces. And yeah, then I just uh, went to travel. I loved to travel. So I traveled like four times to the Far East and started university. I was very excited about behavioral economics. So this is what I studied. I liked uh, Dan Ariely and, and like uh, to understand how people basically work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, you asked me about my entrepreneurship. So um, one thing I did is that during my master's, I started a nonprofit, mm-hmm. which basically uh, took students like me 
and connected them with uh, classes from uh, like low socioeconomic background. And I'm, they basically gave a course around entrepreneurship. So it was like small entrepreneurship. I didn't care, really care that it will become a business or something, but the idea there was just build something, create something that wasn't there, like make okay. something of your own, you know? So it could be like one kid and they were like in the 10th grade. One kid went to a motorbike shop and offered them that, hey, if I will sell your motorbikes at high school to other kids, can I have a commission? And they said, of course. Like, you know, no upfront payment. And you sold some bikes. And another kid started the Taekwondo lessons to give Taekwondo lessons to younger kids. Another girl did a, like environmental classes for the seventh graders, etc. Mm -hmm. So a, 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 each one of the children had to come up with something they care about and just create it. Okay. So I think this was basically my first thing that I actually uh, built, which was kind of cool. Like eventually uh, I raised money for that. And uh, I think like a few thousand kids went through uh, this program with right also uh, other uh, students. And so this was the first one. And then I started a startup uh, that was called Careerology, which was like mm -hmm. online school for career development. And, and it was great. Like I had an incredible partner, like someone super senior in the like Israel, like a coaching development space. And um we worked on that for a year and eventually it failed. So, but yeah, so and again, another failure. Um, so yeah, I think that was like, and then I worked for a consulting company, a management consulting company, which gave me a, a lot of very valuable experience to what I'm doing now. Um, and then I worked there for five years and then I just decided, okay, I really want to be an entrepreneur something that I felt. So I just went, first I went to motorcycle in the Himalayas for like a few months. And then when I went back, I started like to, you know, become an entrepreneur. So it took some time until I founded the growth space and I tried a lot of things like the car sharing thing and failed again and again and again until I did it right. It's funny, like all the micro, I think, and we spoke about a lot about, a lot about this in the past, I think. Um, that you know, our, our human life experience, everything we go through, it essentially has you know a purpose, right? So all the micro, micro, macro decisions and experiences we go through, all enhance the version that we become today. All play a part in it. And you know, I truly, truly believe that um, everything happens at the right time. Everything, you know, nothing happens before it's supposed to happen, and nothing happens after it's supposed to happen. It happens like you know, you found the growth space in a time. When, when, when in a time for us to go through all the previous experiences, but also the the way how it is the world is going, to, world, the way the world is turning to, towards right now, is a prime opportunity. Like if you would have found a company that grow space four or five years ago, not necessarily would have been as successful, or you know, had the growth that it's having today, because we live in a very growth mindset opportunity, and everything's remote, and everything it was looking for mentorship, and everyone's looking to grow affords the ability to in order to create it. So having all those previous experiences is, is so essential. So 
I want to talk about, you know, one of the things he skipped over your childhood, like totally. So I'm going to assume it was amazing. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but going, experiencing the, the, the traveling, because I think traveling is, is, is really, really amazing. And I think it provides a unique experience to everybody. And I think it, it really opens people's minds and plays a massive part into our personal development. So I want to talk about your personal development, how you transformed from, from a boy growing up to going to the army services until you're experiencing traveling, because you mentioned you've been to the South, to Asia multiple times, yeah. um, which itself is a spiritual, very spiritual experience, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so your own spiritual experience of, of, of growing through that, your own spiritual growth of becoming, because, you know, it's essentially we are one, it plays a massive part into who we are. Yeah. So I think that eventually traveling is kind of like starting a startup just you know you're not working but you're into an adventure you don't know what's like you know what's going to happen tomorrow you go to new places you meet new people and everything changes very rapidly and you're taking risks so i think that uh, traveling is and again you you need to love that although most people love traveling, sometimes in different forms. But uh, yeah, I think I always love the adventures. And uh, looking for adventures, you know, like rock climbing in Vietnam or biking in the Himalayas um, leads you to try new things. And so you can basically try more. And if you try more, the odds that you will find more things you love increases. So, yeah. And what, one of the things about traveling is like people always want to know, and I heard this question so many times, I hear from people that try to travel a lot, and I love to travel myself, is that, you know, in traveling, there's a certain carefree attitude that you have. And, and certain... entrepreneurship is no carefree. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, a, yeah, it's totally right. Like they're carefree and, you know, everything is possible. And, you know, yeah, you just worry about, what you're going to eat and where you're going to go. And it's, uh, I think it's great. Like I always, and I did, like I traveled four times for like several months. And I think it's super important, especially when you don't have so much commitment, like, you know, kids and mortgage, et cetera. So just go travel. It's good. Especially now when we're working remote. So, uh, yeah, and definitely. So let's go back. Let's tap back into growth space. Growth space. Thank God you raised nineteen million dollars to date. You're growing to close to fifty people almost, and you have a goal, and the goal is to impact one million people's lives directly by 2025. I want to talk about. Let's talk about first of all impact, and let's talk about what it's like to grow a startup, to build a startup in this day and age currently right now based on all your previous experience with everything you learned, so all the mistakes you learned not to make and all the mistakes you had to make in order to build this incredible rocket ship that you're going to build, that you are building right now. Next, let's first talk about the goal of, of hitting, of impacting 1 million people's life, which I think is, is so meaningful in a time when people are looking to grow, looking for inspiration and looking to connect with people. Yeah. So again, well, as I explained, what, what we're doing in, in growth space is eventually we we work with companies, usually big companies. So it starts usually with 200 employees, and but it can come up here like Fortune 100. And these companies really want to invest in their people's growth. 
because then, you know, first of all, people are better with their job. People are happier because people want to grow, etc. And the way we do that is just understand each individual's growth needs or what do we need to work on now? Like what it can be, again, I want to uh, be able to receive feedback better, to provide feedback better, to communicate, to be more enthusiastic in my meetings, etc. And, you know, to close more deals, to think more strategically about the product, whatever uh, you do. And so we understand the challenge and then uh, we basically match them with the right expert who's, who expertise, like who specializes in that domain, the specific domain they're trying to uh, solve. And we do that at scale. So eventually, growth pace is like a sum of a lot of these people being matched with experts for short sprints of development. Usually it's five sessions. Five sessions to reach an objective, to be able to articulate my vision clearer. This could be uh, something that I, I will be able to say, okay, yeah, I see the change in real life. So eventually, what, what I said like before, so we, we enable professional growth that is real, reliable, and relevant. And we want these triple R's, again, real, reliable, relevant. So real means a change happened in your life. So you grew. It's not just, okay, I consumed some content, but nothing happened. Something is different in my life. This is real. Reliable, if you develop, you want to develop 100 employees, so it will not be like 50-50. 50 will have a real change and 50 not. I want it to make, well, to make it 100. So reliable, it's consistent. And relevant, it's relevant to what they do. It's relevant to the business because, again, it has to be also relevant to the business serves also the business and also the individual. So this triple R growth, we want to enable it to 1 million people by 2025. And this is a big challenge. And before the call, if Ryan asked me, 1 million, why not more? I think the bar should be higher. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, think about developing more the population of San Francisco. Mm. Or you know, more than twice the population in, of Tel Aviv. Like you go in the street, you see so many people. It's almost like uh, the population of Manhattan. Right. So, yeah, I think one million is a nice, is, it's a nice thing. It's like a small country. And think about making the impact on like one million lives and the ripple effect that it, it creates. Because if I helped you with your communication, it will not end there. So you will communicate better. So it will impact the people around you. On your management, if I help you to become a better manager, the lives of the people you manage will be better because now it's better. You know, you will be able to support them better and for them to achieve their goals. So yeah, this is what we're building. It's so important, especially now when the whole like rush for talent. And everyone's trying to find talent and people are, you know, you know, jumping between companies. If a company really I guess, puts that time into invest within the development of their own employees, not only does it keep the talent, but also makes them more committed to the company where they feel more, not I wouldn't call it obligated, but they feel more grateful in the sense that the company is investing in them, that they can become better. It's, it's, so it's like so important. 
So let, let's jump to the, the second thing is, you know, building a company in 2021. What's it like? How's it going for you? What are the challenges that you're facing as a growing and scaling culture and, and building it up? And everything? So first of all, growing is hard. You know, that, that's a beauty of growth, that it's fun, it's exciting, but it's hard. Right. So I think that the, the point, like, you know, and eventually uh, as an entrepreneur who is uh, doing that in that scale, I never ran a 50, uh, like, employees company before, right? So it's the first time. But when you're approaching this challenge in a beginner's mindset or like, hey, I'm doing my best, but, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a lot of opinions about how to do stuff but I'm very open and receptive for whatever will come from anyone in the company. Basically, I expect any, any employee in our company, GrowSpace, to be able to give me our, one of our big, biggest values at GrowSpace is the growth. You know, we're growing others, so we need to care about our growth and our peers' growth. So I expect anyone at GrowSpace to give me a moment of growth, which is basically help me to grow as a CEO. And uh, this is our uh, job, right? Together, like I expect you, I, I wish that you will give me after this uh, interview, a moment of growth about how can I be better in the next podcast. So when you're in this like growth mindset, first understanding that most of the times you will not be right. Most of the times you will be wrong and other people will be right but you're trying to get to the truth and you're trying to make the right things in order to build this company in a better way. So you listen a lot. And I, I remember once hearing like the CEO of a zip recruiter said, yeah, he just sat with a lot of people more talented than him. And his role as a CEO was just to, you know, listen and eventually figure out what's the best for the company. So there are a lot of things that we're doing. And again, you know, it's like, Hiring, building function, you know, like a selling and customer success, doing operations, marketing, engineering, product, you know, finance, legal, HR. So you're basically building a company, but eventually it comes down to like, okay, I have a goal to make something good here. And I have a lot of very talented people around me. So first finding these people who will join you in this journey. And be, again, listen to them, not being right, but trying to get to the truth. Listening is such a powerful, such a powerful uh, tool and a skill that needs to be developed. So powerful. What surprised you the most now while building it? What surprised me? I think sometimes you just grasp the magnitude of like your growth, like right. one quarter passes. And I think we doubled our headcount in one quarter. And you know, you're doing it and it's like your day to day and you're interviewing people, hiring people, et cetera. And then, you know, you're coming to the office or to an offsite, like in the, in North America, we work fully remote and our Israel office and we work like in the office once a week. So it's like extremely hybrid. And, and then you're seeing all these people working with you eventually on a vision that you thought about with two co-founders in 2019. And now it's, you know, it just became a thing of like thousands of people are, are working on growth space from like different angles, right? We have over 1000 experts 
who work with us and really, really senior people. And we have all these amazing employees and all these amazing customers and partners that we're basically driving this vision together. So I think it's, it always surprises me how many people eventually believe in the concept that you came up with just not so long ago. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, being in a position like yourself is a position of responsibility and privilege where you have to earn, essentially. You know, these employees chose you to work together with you. But I want you to take me back to um, right in the beginning where I found the company. You know, what was the, the first, I guess, beta version that you did in order to test the concept if this thing would even work? Or then you went, which meant afterwards you went ahead to, to build the technology around it. Yeah, exactly. So technology is a big, big part of what we're doing today. And like most of our employees are like the biggest function in the organization is basically product and engineer, like the, the people who are building the technology, because the technology is like the secret sauce of mm -hmm. taking an experience of just one employee, you know, right. just matching, matching one employee, understanding what one employee needs and matching them with the right expert and running this is easy. Taking it to thousands is the hard part. So yeah. you need a lot of experts and you need data and you need NLP and algorithms and like a lot of things that we do in our technology. But in the beginning, you just need to, like you said, test the concept. So it always starts with something very, very small. So, uh, you know, you say, okay, let's first come up with a concept, create a presentation, approach potential customers, see if they're interested. Mm -hmm. So when we came to our first customers, I don't think we didn't have, we, we had mentors at all, mentors or coaches. We just had like, you know, partners coming with a presentation, ugly presentation, something we designed in like $5 on Fiverr. <laughs> and, and then you see that, okay, someone wants to buy. And then the first customer said, yeah, I want, I want five of my, my managers to go through this growth thing. Right. And great. So we found five experts to match them. And, uh, and then, you know, I built like a mock product on Wix platform uh, something very, very, very basic. And then we came to the second customer and they bought also five. And then the third one, like, and so it eventually, it eventually grew quite rapidly. And so it was like building first demand, like coming to customers with concept, trying like to get them sign on something and pay for that. Like we never gave anything for free because you, you need to learn that people will pay for uh, what you have to offer. And then after you get a demand, so you build what you need to build in order to serve this demand. And then sometimes it doesn't work. Like it's a lot of like grunt work in the beginning because now it's easy, right? We work with over 100 customers. Some of them are great names. So it's easy to, relatively easy to sell to another customer because we have a lot of success stories. But when you have no success stories, this is the hard time. Like the zero to one is a very, very hard. Right. Wow. So I love the fact that like you started charging from day one. From your first customer, you started charging. I think it's very important because if you do not pay for something, and again, I know that sometimes people do not charge, but I think eventually you need people to be serious about the engagement and 
You know, you pay for things that bring you value. Right. You know, that's an interesting concept because, you know, most times, especially in a B2B product like yourself, it's all about, okay, let me like, let me first, you know, get them to come and acquire a few seats, you know, for, through a mm -hmm. free beta version. And then once we have the free beta version, then hopefully I'm going to head, go ahead and upsell them and try to convert them into a paying customer. As in like, you know, your approach is let's pay on the spot, you know, five seats for five, you know, coaches or for five employees. And then we're going to upsell, start upselling you to more. But from day one, we're starting to sell. So you're able to prove that. Did, did you, at what point did you come across to having product market fit? I think when you know that you have product market fit, when you reach maybe the first million dollar era. Okay. And because it means that, you know, different customers paid you enough money and for the value that you create in the world. And again, it's not about the money. Money just represents something of value because we pay, you know, if you're paying for shoes, it means that these shoes, you think you perceive their value. So you're willing to pay uh, from basically your pocket. So I would say, yeah, and, you know, like a first million or something like that, you know, that, okay, I have a product market fit, different types of customers and different geographies. Now, most of our market is in North America. And so you need to make sure that, you know, enough people basically are interested in what you have to do. And then it just, you know, scaling. Now, and now this is now you're on the scaling process of so trying to impact one million a million people's lives by twenty twenty five. Yeah, that you're going to be able to measure. It's going to be real, reliable, and and relevant, which is amazing. exactly. That, that's incredible. Wow. So then, what is next for Omer? What is next for Omer? What is next for for Growth Space as you try as you on this journey? Um, I think uh, what I just uh, defined. Is a, a big next, right? We have a big vision to fulfill by 2025, make it more sophisticated, you know, finding more experts, finding more customers, building new methods to create this triple R. Like now we work mostly one-on-one. -on -one. We want also to be able for you to work in like small groups, for example, to facilitate internal resources in order to mentor people, like internal mentoring, where we work on that with uh, customers. So again, like the vision is to enable 1 billion people. Like Grosspiss will be in charge of, you know, making this triple R real, relevant, reliable for 1 million people by 2025. And then it's like building great technology, building great marketing, building, you know, bigger sales team, right. customer success, operations, all mm -hmm. of these things that eventually carry this vision forward. I think, you know, once you open it up to the public, I knew I could see the amount of benefit that's such a thing I could use in my life. Um, you know, thank God I have, some, I have mentors, but being able to really sort of have the technology component of it, being able to say, hey, I want to mentor up in a certain space to really start receiving feedback and something and being able to tap it, use technology to see my progress, to use technology to find somebody that's really, you know, has been there and done that before me being able to tap into the knowledge. So going in a, in a consumer route also is, is something that I would definitely be excited about. So I could personally like, use something like that in order to, to grow personally and, and professionally. So that would be really cool. But besides you mentioning that before that you have your own per, your three mentors, what, what else are you doing in order to upskill yourself, um, to make yourself better, in order to show up better? 
for the company and for yourself, besides the other three types of things you mentioned with those, with your three mentors? So me and uh, one of my partners, like uh, our co-founder and uh, COO, Dan, um, who is amazing. So we have um, like a quarterly feedback session. So I'm really trying to receive like structured feedback from him about like, you know, we observe each other and we see each other grow. So I think it's uh, like the structured feedback and unstructured feedback that you get all the time from people. Like, you know, a lot of people tell me like uh, all the time, hey, Omar, a moment of growth. You can do that better. In the old hands, you should have done that, etc. So it's looking for the feedback in the good way. Like every time people give me feedback, it's an opportunity for me to grow because I'm trying to, I'm starting from the assumption that, you know, I know nothing like blank, blank slate and I'm doing a lot of mistakes. And if people can highlight, Hey, like I just, I had this uh, example. I was interviewing for a podcast with a lady and the podcast was bad. I didn't come up with an, uh, with energy. I wasn't structured. I mm. didn't tell enough stories, etc. So she, we finished the, the, the podcast and she was like, I want to give you three tips. Do you want to hear them? I said, of course. And then she gave me the three tips. And then in the same evening, I had a podcast interview with Andrew Werner from Mixergy, which is like one of the top business podcasts in the United States. And this podcast was amazing because of her. So I think, you know, people give you all the time opportunities to grow. They're giving you feedback. So just look for the feedback, ask for the feedback, and just act upon it with an expert, with yourself, with a body, with, I don't know, your boss. Right. Yeah, I'm going to ask for the feedback afterwards. But um, (laughs) I love one thing you mentioned. I'm not sure if you realize it or maybe it is a type of thing. When you call it a moment of growth right? Mm-hmm. So when someone comes to you and says, hey, I want to give you a moment of growth. I love that because it's almost like you're asking you permission in order to be vulnerable, in order to be truthful, in order to give real feedback without you taking it the wrong way. So if it's a type of, I see you, you know, acting out or I see you doing something and I say, hey, Omer, how about a moment of growth? A moment of growth. It's almost like, okay, you're able to lower your defenses, lower your guard, in order for me to be able to accept it, in order for you to be able to accept or whoever's receiving it, receiving it, you know, lower your guard and not take it from a from a negative or bad place. Exactly. I love and that. specifically, because usually a lot of times people take feedback in the wrong way. Right. Like once, uh, you know, someone who's working like uh, for us gave me a presentation, like sales. And um, I gave her some feedback, which was very constructive. Like, hey, you need to do that better. And, you know, and she started crying. And I was like, no, (laughs) do not cry. We're trying to help you feel better. And the reason that people take it so bad, because, you know, people are so used to be like score. Like, you know, in high school, you get rated a b a plus a plus plus and you want to be great all of us want to succeed yeah but once you realize that these opportunities are opportunities for you to get to the a eventually 
not now, but after you practice, this is like, a, yeah, the secret. So I really love moment of growth. And I think it's better framing to just saying feedback because sometimes the, con the connotation of feedback is negative. Right. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to start using it. I think it's so, I think it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Wow. So then what do we tell a young owner that, you know, is facing the rule for the first time that has so many opportunities in front of him? You know, he's able to go continue down, you know, motorcycling through the Himalayas and just stay there and open up a coffee shop on the mountaintop. And, you know, for all the travelers and, you know, they're going to come by and, and just hang out there. Or you could come back to, to Israel, you know, come back to Israel and try to work at Microsoft and become something or continue consulting or going down the startup path. What do we tell the young Omer that's facing the rule for the first time and has the rule of opportunities and he can choose any path? I think it's the path less matters than the, than the process eventually. I think the, the, the most important thing, like the best tip I could give to myself is, you know, go with your intuition, follow, you know, follow your heart, do what intrigues you. And it doesn't matter what, where it is. Eventually, you know, like uh, Steve Jobs said in his uh, very famous commencement uh, speech, um, you know, you will connect the dots, like, dots later, but just follow your interests eventually. Mm. So I think it doesn't really matter if I, you know, I went to like when I interviewed for the management consulting I worked for, and uh, I also interviewed for Google, for example, and eventually, you know, I was accepted there uh, earlier, but if I went, let's say I did go to work for Google, I would learn different things, but eventually it's about like, you know, doing things, Taking learning opportunities, Google is a great learning opportunity. Consulting is a great learning opportunity, but all, always listen. And when the time comes for you, eventually, when you want, you feel like you need to change. Usually, you know that. Don't be afraid to do the change. Like, do not stay if it doesn't feel right. It's time to move forward. Again, you do need to have the stamina because sometimes things are hard. So you don't like don't get confused. Right. from like the deep when things are hard and you need to stay uh, with, you know, when you're, okay, like it was enough for me and now I want to go to my next adventure. So I think it's about just, uh, you know, uh, the process and less specific path because the path doesn't really matter. Right. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it so much. Omar, thank you. I mean, I've learned a tremendous amount. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And I obviously, I enjoy talking to you every single time I, I, I speak with you. I learn something new. I learn more things about myself, more things about you, and more things about the world. And it opens my mind more. Um, today, specifically, I learned a, a bunch of stuff. And I, I love that one of the things I'm going to take and implement is a moment of growth. I'm going to use that phrase, phrase all the time. And it's also like, you know, really like, you know, every also anticipating, realizing that every aspect of our lives is for a bigger purpose and everything we go through is in order to help us grow and help us grow further and to really, you know, appreciate the, the journey around it. And that's what really what's, what's all about. And, you know, and like a lot of times, you know, the conversation is not really the words that are being spoken, but it's the conversation that's being that's not spoken about, which is the, the, the everything under the actual conversation. And for me, that's where the real conversation lies. 
and being able to like you know really learn things from over there on the, on the subconscious level and that's where i picked up a bunch of stuff which i obviously after this conversation i'm going to have to internalize much more deeper but i want to thank you thank you so much and it goes about saying i'm here for you i'm here for growth space any way possible so thank you so much brother thank you so much frank thank you so much for listening I really, really appreciate it. Your support means the world to me. Now, if there's any way I could be of help to your company or to your own personal growth, please make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn at Ephraim Yarmak. And if you have any feedback or suggestions, or you'd like to suggest a guest that should be featured on the Founder Stories podcast, please let me know. And I look forward to hearing from you.